All right, and welcome to Country and the City Podcast. I'm Country. And I'm City. Today, we're going to talk about technology and business with a focus on the real estate industry. What areas of communication technology does this address? We're going to hit on mobile phones, computers, and social media. Mobile phones have exploded the real estate industry. I know personally myself, I use my mobile phone each and every day, and it's a great convenience for quick access and quick replies to my customers, whether they're looking for information about a house, they send them information, they're emailing me, I need to send contracts out, all could be done from my mobile phone or from my computer. What about you, City? Yes, I use my smartphone for everything. Um, if I'm trying to look for a property on Zillow, Redfin, or any other type of mobile application that looks up real estate. Yeah, there's a survey done by a Realtors Association that says 72% of searches take place on smartphone applications. 52% are millennials. 48% are Generation X. 33% are young boomers. By contrast, 94% of realtors reported using mobile phones daily, fueling the attraction for these technologies to investors and investors are pouring in. You know, as as City talked about, there are various smartphone applications have been developed over time to promote real estate. You got Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, they all have large property inventory. And all one of them use the largest filter list. These applications cover virtually every need the user could want. And also, relatives like myself and others, we promote. We know this. We promote ourselves on these companies, right? That gives them a good uh, background onto our bio and our sales. And just to add on about the smartphone applications like Zillow or um, Redfin, I think also that it helps with conveniency of consumers, right? So you can look at a property if you're at home, if you're at work, on your break, or if you're in an airport or any social setting, um, it's convenient to look at a smartphone application. It's right there and it's quick, easy, and simple. It's not too much thought process that has to go in with looking at a property on one of these smartphone applications. Yeah, I have some clients who reach out to me, whether they're buying or they're selling. As far as some buyers, I have some marketing that's out there and they contact me out there. And I, first and foremost, I always ask them if they have a loan, if they're pre-approved, right? Because we don't go to the store without money. We don't go shopping without money. So I need to make sure that they got their money. Uh, make sure that they have the money, proof of funds, or I see that pre-approval letter. Now we can talk business on my side, on, on my end. 
with the, the real estate side and buying them a house, finding them a house. Then I asked the next question I asked them is, do they have a real estate agent? Are they working a real estate agent and have they signed a contract with a real estate agent? Why I ask them that? Because I'm not going to go and waste my time and my money and my energy on working with somebody who's already signed with another real estate agent because we don't get paid until we close a deal with that client, right? And now if I'm doing all this work and they're signing a contract, a all exclusive contract, that means that they can't close a deal with me. So I'm just going to be working for free. I'm going to be giving them all the information that they need. I'm just helping this other uh, real estate agent out. And it happens. Why it happens? Because of some agents are dealing with so many deals. They're dealing with 10, 15, 20 deals. They got so many pots on the stove. And they might be neglecting this client. And this client is, you know, frustrated. This client wants to get a house right away. Or whatever the client is going through. Because, you know, each and every client has their own different personality. And this real estate agent might not be getting back to them. So what they'll do, they'll reach out to other real estate agents to get some free information. To get some information. Well, we got to go on our time and get this information. So when they, when they answer, yes, I'm working a real estate agent. Then what I'll tell them, okay, well, look, you need to talk to them about that. And usually they'll reply, okay, or they'll ask, well, why? Why can't you help me out with that? Then I'll explain because I get paid when I close a deal with you. And I can't close a deal with you if you already signed with another agent. Because that's against the law for me to do it. And that's against the law for you to do it. Because you have a fiduciary duty. You have responsibilities to work with that agent and agent only. Because you signed an all-exclusive contract with them. All-exclusive meaning you're only going to work with them. Right? And then, then they all okay, understand that they don't. Then I'll say, oh, we can, we can work together. And the first thing I do, I set them up my website. I set I set them up on the uh, the social media apps. We have an app that is linked straight to the MLS. The MLS is the multiple listing system. Anytime a home is put on the market in California first, it goes to the MLS. Then from the MLS, the associations they sell it to the Zillows, the Trillias, the Redfins, the Realtors.com, any real estate agent. Uh, any real estate website or app that you can find that has homes available where you can search and get information for it, that first information came from the MLS, right? So our personal app that we set them on is directly from the MLS. So it's most accurately updated because Zillow and Truly and stuff, like I said, it's sold to them. So there's a delay by the time it's posted online from the MLS to the time it proceeds to the Zillow and the Trulia, all right? So what they can do, instead of running around after work and running around on the weekends, going through neighborhoods, looking for for sale signs, they can sit from the comfort of their own home like City talked about and start searching on there and narrowing down a smaller search area and getting more information instead of wasting time and energy and money running around the streets and possibly a lot of energy on, on places and neighborhoods that you don't like, right? So you can narrow it on from home and then they'll start sending me lists, more critique to their likes where I can start getting more details from and we can start setting up dates and show it to go see the homes.
that when it comes to computers, us brokers and us realtors, we can can do our whole life's work on there. Whether we answering emails from clients, we sending emails to clients, we marketing for sellers, we marketing for buyers, we're looking for leads, we're doing geo forms, we're doing home research, ordering marketing materials, working from there at home, especially right now during the COVID, a lot of us are working from home, doing our meetings, we're doing our live meetings on the computers now, you know, and also as relatives and brokers, I mean, we always had that access, right? Because everything could be done from our computer, mobile phone, and from uh, social media. That's how we get clients. That's how we get information out. Only time when we see any clients is in person. When we go and meet them in the, in the beginning to get them pre-approved for homes, to talk details about the homes, uh, that they want to buy, get them information, or if it's sellers, we go and check out their home, we give them evaluations on their homes, and we ask them information that we need to help best suit them, right? Whatever they're buying or whether they're selling. And for computers, how we touched on it earlier with the with the smartphones, they have the MLS system. As I touched on before, we first set up our clients on our websites. We have a Coldwell Banker website. We set them on, they have search, they have search engines right there that connect directly to the MLS. And then also the MLS has a, a set account that we put our contacts on. And there they can get the most up-to-date and accurate inc- information as soon as it's on the market. As soon as the house goes on the market, it goes on the MLS. And the MLS is the multiple listing system. They're listing agents and brokers. We buy and sell from there. If an agent or a client needs some information, the information will be there. And like I said, that information is sold all out to the other search engines like your Zillow's, your Trulia's, your Redfin, your Realtor.com. You know, you name it. If you got home information from it, it's it's coming from it's coming from the MLS system. The MLS system, you can get your demographics about the neighborhood. You can all the way down from uh, the race, the culture that's in the areas, the crime, the medium sales price, the highest sales price, the lowest sales price, the, you know, the school, that's a big one, schooling's in the area. Also the Zip Form Plus. Zip Form Plus is where we get all our contracts, purchase agreements, uh, they're looking for repairs, uh, inspections, you know, because we have to do personal inspections ourselves. The client has to do inspections. Also, we have in- home inspectors come out and do their inspections. Every form that we complete in a real estate, whether we buying or selling a home, it's done through Zillow. I mean, not Zillow. It's done through the Zip Form Plus application or a website. There's an application for it. So if you're on the go, you can... Do, uh, work it directly from your smartphone or you can hop on a website and do it right there and it's all very convenient like i said we don't have to meet the client we can send it over the email they, they'll see the email in there through their phone or they'll hop on the computer they open the email read the contract and e-sign it boom and bam and they're, and they're good to go 
also about the uh, these websites are one of the most powerful platform for disseminating information online. It says in the modern era, almost all of the market leaders in real estate have a well-known and accessibly uh, easily website to get to. According to relatives, 95% of online home searches involve websites. This proportion indicates that a reliance on websites for online searching, making it one of the hot areas of research in real estate. And number one would probably be either uh, Zillow and Trulia, which those companies are the same, right? Same, The same owner for both. They just kept the different names and that's for uh, branding purposes. But usually when a, when a client's starting to, even before they have a real estate agent or a broker helping them out, they're first going to go to one of those websites. Or if they own their phone, they're going to go to the Zillow or the Realtor.com or the Redfin apps and start looking at that, right? And also us as agents and brokers know that. So we have personal bios on there they can see a little bit they can see a little bit about our background information and then also our sales to give them uh to give us that authority and credibility yeah i agree um with the website having a good clear um organized website is important um just so that way it's easier for the consumer to navigate your website and to find the information that they need on the website so having something that's clear, direct to the point is very important with the website. That's right. As far as social media, the social media includes computer and internet mediated tools and ad devices that allow creation and sharing or the exchange of information over the networks and the virtual communities. You know, social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and WhatsApp are disrupting and revolutionizing the online real estate business. And as a result, all the major real estate service providers are ensuring that they have a social media presence through Facebook pages, YouTube channels, WhatsApp groups, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This has given a rise to the concept of online quotes and real-time presence of our agents, either in a form of human or a bot that can answer the frequently asked questions. And this is according to the loose social media presence can enhance a buyer's trust by 51% and increase their purchase attention by 44%. Yeah, social media is great. We promote ourselves. I know me personally, there's always a big presence on social media through those platforms. They can get a, a, another great look at, you know, just our life because you need, a, you, need a, you need to connect with that buyer. You need to connect with that seller. Because this is going to be the biggest purchase or the biggest sell that they'll ever do in their lifetime. So you need a connection there. And also they need to see what's going on to see that you're an expert in that field, right? I think also too with social media, it probably helps um, real estate agents be able to show their personality, which helps with consumers to connect with them. And then also you have the use of ads on Facebook ads instagram ads that can reach a certain target audience based on the social media platform that you're using yeah that's all great topics for our next question is what behaviors do technologies you choose exhibit this states decreased customer attention with so many options and constant advertisers, brokers need to stand out to the consumer in their own unique way. 
you have to grab their attention quickly to sell them on the service. The need of the personalization, people crave interaction with that person. So, you know, smart brokers like myself are creating a personalized experience for their consumers. You know, consumers want the easy and quick information. And what we're doing, we're creating the personalized files that meet these consumers' need that automatically feed information to them every time there's a chance or a new update with their search criteria. You know, consumers need to trust and like that broker. The brokers are creating their own personalized websites where the consumer can learn about, as we discussed earlier, the background of the broker or the realtor, his or her experience, and the buying or selling history. This gives the broker credibility that helps build a connection between the consumer and the broker to build trust and possible working relationships in the future. Because we want that money. <laughs> no, there's the, we definitely want the uh, number one is always we, we want that customer to be happy. We want that customer to get what they want, right? Because everybody growing up wants that white picket fence, the dog and the family. And right, the biggest purchase ever is going to be that home. And we want to provide that home. The money is definitely going to come right after. Yeah, you definitely have to grab your user's attention. I mean, especially with social media or any type of social posting. Um, it's a quick scroll, so you have a matter of seconds to grab someone's attention or to connect with that consumer based on the search that they're looking for or if they're looking for a certain real estate agent. Um, so grabbing the consumer's attention is really important. That's right. All right, what motivates users of this technology is to seek this content? For mobile phones and computers, brokers and real estate agents use phones and computers to view, send, and collect data for home, schedule real estate showings, and open lockboxes. They will also use them to communicate with all parties involved in this transaction. Communication is key in transaction for all parties. I also think it's important to um, from that motivates users would probably be information, right? Seeking information, information on the current housing houses that are available, the pricing, the interest rates, also being able to look at pictures, um, just to inform the user of what's going on in the current market. Yeah, especially right now during our COVID situation where everybody's in their house, uh, buyers and sellers. Are, are very more aware of diseases and, and going in the tight places, especially with a lot of a lot of people. So what us brokers and relatives are doing, we're, we're, we're doing virtual reality. We're touring the homes through virtual reality, through different equipments that we use, and we're sending these links to these people. So whenever they get a chance, they can go through, and it's like they're actually walking through the house. Or we can go live off of uh, this different social media apps that we use, whether it's Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, can do Zoom. There's a plethora of different apps that, you know, and us brokers or realtors, we use these whatever different apps that we like, whichever uh, our prefer preference. We use one of them. I know you use uh, Facebook and Instagram a lot, uh, or my go-tos. And then we can go live. We can post that and also we can post it on our social medias or instagram and our facebook why because that brings traffic to us and we can see what people like and what people don't like and that's all for marketing 
and uh, also looking at the algorithm what's working what's not working what what are people buying uh buying what are they trying to sell what is their interest you know as far as for scheduling showings they can go on there i can give them we post schedules and every time a, a, a buyer or a seller has a particular time frame that they want to uh, see a, a certain property they'll go on there and schedule and they'll put their time and their date that they want to do that and as far as opening lock boxes there's certain apps there's certain apps on our phones that uh work wirelessly we just input our code to the code on the lock box that's on a certain house and boom it opens up and what that does for the other selling agent who owns that property they can see who's going and coming out of their their uh their house and also they can give us a one-time access code within a specific time frame so during this covid situation they'll usually schedule us in 30 minute increments right so i got from 1 to 1 30 you know we got to be out of there by, by 1 30 we can't get before one you know because the the cold won't work and by 1 30 is going to be the uh probably the next person that's going to come in what that does that cuts down on the traffic to get into these homes you know and consumers will uh use the compute the phone and can uh computer to view, send, and collect data for homes, as City was stating, and um, they also, like I stated, uh, schedule real estate showings and communicate with all parties involved. Because there's there's many parties involved besides the consumer, the customer, either a buyer or a seller. Also, on our side, you have the uh, whether it's a realtor or a broker that's helping them with buying or selling the home. You also have transaction coordinators. They're the ones who control all the paperwork from the beginning to the end they're like you know like the receptionists and stuff like that pretty much is kind of the closest relation you can if you want to compare to them to do that <clears throat> also the lenders they're the ones who give them the money if they're not cash buyers obviously if they're all cash buyers then there's no lender but all of us all work in unison to get the deal done as quickly and as smoothly as possible and also there's home inspectors and any other uh persons that might come out of the woodwork but those people that i just stated are usually the basic people that's going to be on the project you know in social media uh as we stated earlier brokers use the technology to advertise and connect to the consumer because that's what we want to do how do we get ourselves in front of the consumer it's all the numbers game the more the more you put yourself in the most amount of people to that target audience the more likely you are to uh generate a lead to get that connection and close that deal right you want to get the customer their home and also we're trying to get paid to get their money yeah and then also it's easier to connect with you know you're a real estate agent right it's a click of a button a dm or a comment on their post so it's very easy for the consumer to connect with the real estate agent or broker that they may want to work with mm-hmm. that's right So do you think these technologies solve a problem or enhance society in any way? I think that it does solve a problem. It helps with communication of, for people to communicate with each other a lot quicker and faster than ever before. also think it gives um, users information right then and there. You don't have to wait. You can just, at the comfort of your home, pull out your phone or your 
tablet and search up something that you want to find out more information. So it's convenient, helps with communication, and I think that helps overall with goals. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. These technologies that make it easier, faster, and gets the most current, accurate information right from the conference of somebody's home. Right. Especially during the COVID, as we stated earlier, people are not trying to go out there and be in large crowds and also convenience. Right. Save a dollar, especially right now during the COVID. That's another thing. Job security, people are penny pinching out there. So if we can save them time, energy and money, they definitely going to use these technologies. And the stats show it. The stats show it that they are using the computers you know, and the social media apps on their on their phones or the the apps, not just from social media, from uh, these websites, getting this real estate information. They're going to it, use it and it saves them time, energy and money. And from the conference at home, it's going to be a lot quicker for them to access this information. And I also think it helps enhance society too, because so uh, technology helps with people become entrepreneurs, right? From these social media platforms, through social media, you can create your own business, and then from there, that's enhancing society. Yeah, yeah. Before these technologies around, you know, a consumer would have to go out there, waste their time and money, running around neighborhoods looking for a for sale sign. And then after all that time and money they wasted looking for a for sale sign, that's not necessarily the house they want. And then now they gotta, okay, that's not the house. Now they gotta go trail again. They gotta they gotta go looking for another house for a for sale sign. Or they scroll in the classifieds in the newspapers. And then when did that newspaper, when did that ad go out? By the time they get the information, that might that house already might be an escrow. That already that house might already be in the process of being a closed deal for another person. So having these technologies is a very uh, good enhancement for society. No. What is the social and cultural significance, if any, of the technologies we chose? Well, the technologies are growing more and more each and every day. New realities are forcing the workforce to utilize and quickly iterate and adapt to new technology in order to having any semblance of productivity. It's quickly emerging and shaping the future of real estate. And this study was done by Forbes. Technology is an unavoidable, persuasive part of life for most of us. There's not any part of life where technology isn't a staple of our daily routines. And this is true in the real estate industry. It has changed the entire real estate industry and makes things different from the perspective of buyers and sellers as well. The majority of home buyers start their search online, as we stated earlier. And many also use applications as part of their search. Most brokers and relatives like myself use the technologies to communicate with buyers and sellers and market to local communities. And that study was done from effective agents. 
Yeah, and I think um, with COVID-19 in 2020, we definitely saw a huge significance of that. You know, um, Zoom became something that was very popular in day-to-day mm-hmm. yep. um, workforce. That's how most most people who were at home could do works or meetings. Um, also, I guess with real estate, um, mm-hmm. you have the option of a 3D home, right? So that yep. way you don't have to go and do a live showing you can actually just stay at home and kind of do a whole you know viewing of the house just at the comfort of your home and yep. really get a feel of how you envision yourself in that home yeah and and with the 3d right like it's it's a lot better than a live right because i forget i can't i can't think of the, the uh the machine is just slipping my mind right now but <clears throat> where we get the 3D uh, image for the client, right? They'll click the link and they'll be able to go search on there. They can go back on there and search each and every crevice because that machine, the camera, it's a camera. It's a camera that uh, scans the whole entire house so the client could go on there through uh, the virtual link and go through each and every uh, crack and crevice of that house. They even, that equipment allows them through the link it allows them to measure the room so they can start uh, placing their furniture, right? It's like, oh my God, if this, is my bed going to fit in this room? Is the our couch going to fit? You know, our sectional refrigerator going to fit here? We want. They can start getting the sizes, you know, they have the sizes of their uh, equipment or appliances and uh, furniture. They can do that straight from the mobile home app, right? And it saves them a lot of time and trouble than actually going live. And you can't do that from a live post, right? And you only, they only have a certain view, like my personal view of when I shoot a live. And I might not catch all the things that they want. But with that camera that we set up, it gives them the whole three, 3D model. They'll be able to do all of this from the comforts of their own home. And not having to be subjected to, to crowds or wearing a mask and stuff like that. It keeps them a lot safe and it gives us a lot of uh, credibility and, and more of a connection with the client that we can provide these services for them. Yeah, and then also allows the consumer to relook over the same, you know, floor plan again, um, look at the room in a different way, mm-hmm. and just constantly yeah. repeat, repeat. And then also, too, you can share yeah. it with your family and friends. So that way they can see the house from 3D as well. Right. And they're word of mouth. They get it. They get the information. They they see, you know, that's just building credibility for you. They see you out there. They see you working. What that does. When somebody, when they're talking in their barbershops, you know, <clears throat> or the, the beauty parlors, or they're talking to their friends and family, and somebody's interested in real estate, Boom, your name comes up. Oh yeah, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing great. He's doing this. He's got a lot of information. Go see his website. He's got a website. Go see his social media. Boom. And it just brings in referrals. And nothing much better than a compliment is to give us a referral. Right? Always remember that. Next question. What technology is needed and are there gaps in the current technology being offered? From my side, for the real estate side, what I'm seeing is that we need a self-check-in for consumers to view homes on their own. Nowadays, you need a realtor opening homes for you. To save time and money, we can create a self-check-in process to allow the potential buyer to get access to the home that they like to view themselves on their own time, uh, scheduled time. 
This creates less contact with other people and allows both agent and client more flexibility in their own schedules, cutting down on time and money use. Um, I would say technology that would be needed um, when it comes to like websites would be like the bots, the little robot bots that answer frequent asked questions for customers. Um, so that way they don't actually have to sometimes physically call in. Sometimes people don't want to actually speak this one. They want to just get a quick answer mm-hmm. um, yep. to answer their questions. So I would say the little bots, <laughs> the bot communicator yeah. on the websites. Mm-hmm. How do you think the pandemic changed the usage of communication technology? I think that it changed it in a major way, being that now we're learning that we don't actually have to be in the office to work or to get work done. We can mm-hmm. work from home. Um, and I believe Twitter, yeah. um, some, most of their jobs are going to be permanently from working from home. So I think we realize that we don't have to actually be in the office to do certain things. Yeah, if you look at Google and Apple, they're working together to use location data to contract uh, to do contact tracing to help with the spread of the virus. The use of artificial intelligence in the workforce is becoming more prevalent due to the fact that robots cannot get a virus or disease so that the company does not have to shut down due to human restrictions. Right. You're using the technology to conduct just about everything in our daily lives. We use it to go shopping at grocery stores to get our goods. Goods are now uh, being ordered more online and shipping right to the uh, front door step. We use it to go to work, school, uh, at our physical location. Now the majority uh, has been changed to remote use. Yeah, definitely with the whole shopping for groceries. Why go to the grocery store when you could just stay at home, pick out what you want and have it delivered to you in an hour or two? Um, Same thing with Amazon. I don't need to go to Walmart. I don't need to go to Target to get essential things and I can just order it from home. Um, Through Amazon, I don't have to worry about fighting, putting on a mask, Mm -hmm. parking, seeing if there's inventory or not in the store because all that's done online. Yeah, and I see this continuing on even after the pandemic. I think it's going to be, you're going to see a lot more people uh, being aware of diseases and viruses and stuff like that. You're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of le- uh, more uh, contactless uh, equipment and stuff like that. I remember uh, walking into a store and it already has like a, a, a thing that you that you walk through in it and it took the temperature, right? Or it's going to sanitize your body with some kind of mist or something. <laughs> You're going to sanitize your body with some kind of mist or something, right? And uh, a lot of places, uh, when we went and get a coffee the other day, right? They like, oh, we're not accepting cash. Everything was touchless, right? Even you're going to have, uh, you start seeing a lot of the card readers are not even the, the insert ones, right? It's just the easy swipe and then reading the barcode off. Are they going to create something or the credit card to where uh, it becomes more accessible? Maybe like a little, uh, what's that, the little QVR? Oh, where you scan the QR code. Oh, QR like, codes, yeah. yeah. Instead of having a physical menu, you scan the QR codes yep. for the menu. And then also, too, to touch back on the uh, cashless pay, they do have like a tap, right? So you can take your debit or credit card yeah. and just tap instead yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about, the, the tap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So how do you think the pandemic has changed the future uses of the communication technology? Well, we just kind of uh, touch basis on that, right? Is it... 
that the pandemic has risen our awareness about the germs and infections, right? The predictions state that the use of these technologies will be more of a stable everyday life. Yeah. And I think also too, with technology, it also helps communicate uh, the message to other people, right? We can get an update on how the virus is spreading a lot quicker. We can get our information a lot quicker um, instead of waiting for you know Channel Seven News to give us our information. We can just go online, Google. Yeah, and as you touched on, like what will never go back the way it was, right? You can even see there's uh, this information. Never want to go back to the office here where you should work. This study was done by Christian Stoller. It's a, a, a Forbes staff member. She says some companies like Dropbox, Facebook, Spotify, Shopify, uh, Slack, Square, Twitter, and Zillow will not go back to work in an office full-time and or will have their employees work from home full-time. The past year has proven it's more cost-effective and employees can be more productive working from home. Yeah, if I'm looking at it from a business standpoint, hey, if I can have, I don't need to pay for overhead expenses and having a brick and mortar a physical location and then also i'm saving my employees uh time from wear and tear on their vehicle going back and forth having to deal with the traffic putting gas maintenance on their vehicles they can do it from the comfort of their own home and i'm saving money so i ain't got to worry about providing coffee uh overhead expenses electrical water and all that stuff hey i'm gonna do it from the comfort of your home save us all some time and money because in business is all we're doing we're trying to make money trying to make the most amount of money and save the most amount of money yeah, and i also think for a worker standpoint too um you can save money right child care you can mm-hmm. now work from home and also watch your kids you don't have to pay for daycare or child care as well yeah mm-hmm. and you can work remote if you're working remotely from home you can work at the beach yeah. <laughs> and get your work done so that also saves the company, I guess, on vacation time, right? Yeah, exactly. Vacation time. Yeah, do a little staycation, get your little tan on. I mean, yeah, staycation, you go all over. You just got to make sure you have that internet connection, you know? <laughs> Might not want to get that old Metro PCS. Not that I'm saying anything bad about Metro PCS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's a, what technology should we anticipate as we evolve to live with this virus? Let's say the thing that we've started to see more of and evolving is the contactless tours of homes, right? Virtual tours are becoming more of a staple, you know, as we talked about, right? Because people are becoming more aware. They try not to go in these crowds, even the sellers. <clears throat> the sellers don't want a lot of uh, these crowds because we, they don't know they don't know the uh, the hygiene habits of these people. So if their their broker or their realtor could send them links, 3D home models. To, to them away from their property saving them saving the consumer the buyer right the potential buyer time energy for coming out and also saving the seller uh somewhat headache or worry about people coming in there and not properly washing their hands or, or wearing masks and stuff like that the broker and and the real estate agent makes it a lot easier selling sending these links of virtual tours and stuff like that where they can go from the conference of their own home and looking at their property you know 
<clears throat> they were commonly, you know, because these virtual toys, it's not like it's just something that was just newly invented. They were predominantly, they were there before, but you'll start to see that more on, they were more for like the higher end. They're always the higher end, the million dollar homes and stuff like that. They're always because that was like the wild fact. I was like, yeah, but now you're starting to see a lot more of all the everyday, the medium price homes. All homes are having a, a virtual link attached to them to save the buyer and the seller some heartache and worry yeah i definitely think um as we evolve with this pandemic i think a lot uh less contact is going to be with another person um, that's not in your family or friend your group um so that would be something about yeah 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 we're all gonna be more aware of everything right there like how how more aware and how long is that gonna last right because you know as we see you know our information we like it to come quickly and as it comes quickly sometimes the information goes quickly but you know i think the the new normal is gonna see a lot of more use of the communication technologies people more in their home and then all these websites all these companies are making it way more convenient for the consumers to stay at home i mean amazon look at amazon you can get almost anything and everything i'm surprised sometimes all the things that you can get from amazon right and definitely my amazon shopping has definitely significantly <laughs> grown since the pandemic right because i'm aware and i don't want it like i said earlier you know we don't know these people's habits and stuff and i don't want to go because people nowadays they're because of the things that are uh you know everything is kind of closed especially in the beginning everything was closed it was only your essential areas that were open your walmart and your grocery stores and where also people needed a place to hang out instead of at home they would make excuses to go to the grocery stores or walmart and they not necessarily wanted to be there and what that created it created a very cramped spaces at a height of awareness and of scariness not knowing what's going on in this world so i think the residual from this is as people's heightened awareness and staying a lot more home working from home using these uh computers and their smartphones and stuff like that to conduct business in their everyday life yeah and with contactless form i think that's also going to rise up um, social media um computers smartphones because mm -hmm. if you're not coming in contact with people you have to be able to communicate another form of uh way which would be social media um, yep. apps right mm -hmm. so i think that would rise more than it has in the past yeah definitely definitely well that's it for us today we appreciate you tuning in and as we said in the beginning i'm country and i'm city and thank you and have a blessed day next question what technology is needed and are there gaps in the current technology being offered for my side for the real estate side what i'm seeing is that we need a self-check-in for consumers to view homes on their own nowadays you need a realtor opening homes for you to save time and money we can create a self-check-in process to allow the potential buyer to get access to the home that they like to view their self on their own time uh, scheduled time 
This creates less contact with other people and allows both agent and client more flexibility in their own schedules, cutting down on time and money use. Um, I would say technology that would be needed um, when it comes to like websites would be like the bots, the little robot bots that answer frequent asked questions for customers. Um, so that way they don't actually have to sometimes physically call in. Sometimes people don't want to actually speak this one. They want to just get a quick answer mm-hmm. um, yep. to answer their questions. So I would say the little bots, <laughs> the bot communicator yeah. on the websites. Mm-hmm. How do you think the pandemic changed the usage of communication technology? I think that it changed it in a major way, being that now we're learning that we don't actually have to be in the office to work or to get work done. We can mm-hmm. work from home. Um, and I believe Convenience. Twitter, yeah. um, some, most of their jobs are going to be permanently from working from home. So I think we realize that we don't have to actually be in the office to do certain things. Yeah, if you look at Google and Apple, they're working together to use location data to contract uh, to do contact tracing to help with the spread of the virus. The use of artificial intelligence in the workforce is becoming more prevalent due to the fact that robots cannot get a virus or disease so that the company does not have to shut down due to human restrictions. Right. You're using the technology to conduct just about everything in our daily lives. We use it to go shopping at grocery stores to get our goods. Goods are now uh, being ordered more online and shipping right to the uh, front door step. We use it to go to work, school, uh, at our physical location. Now the majority uh, has been changed to remote use. Yeah, definitely with the whole shopping for groceries. Why go to the grocery store when you could just stay at home, pick out what you want and have it delivered to you in an hour or two? Um, same thing with Amazon. I don't need to go to Walmart. I don't need to go to Target to get essential things and I can just order it from home. Um, through Amazon, I don't have to worry about fighting, putting on a mask, mm-hmm. parking, seeing if there's inventory or not in the store because all that's done online. Yeah, and I see this continuing on even after the pandemic. I think it's going to be, you're going to see a lot more people uh, being aware of diseases and viruses and stuff like that. You're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of le- uh, more uh, contactless uh, equipment and stuff like that. I remember uh, walking into a store and it already has like a, a, a thing that you that you walk through in it and it took the temperature, right? Or it's going to sanitize your body with some kind of mist or something. <laughs> You're going to sanitize your body with some kind of mist or something, right? And uh, a lot of places, uh, when we went and get a coffee the other day right they all oh, we're not accepting cash everything was touchless right they even you're gonna have uh you start seeing a lot of the card readers are not even the the insert ones right it's just the easy swipe and then reading the barcode off are they gonna create something or the credit card to where uh it becomes more accessible maybe like a little uh what's that the little qvr Oh, where you scan the QR code. Oh, for QR like, codes, yeah. yeah. Instead of having a physical menu, you scan the QR codes yep. for the menu. And then also, too, to touch back on the uh, cashless pay, they do have like a tap, right? So you can take your debit or credit card yeah. and just tap instead yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about, the, the tap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, how do you think the pandemic has changed the future uses of the communication technology? Well, we just kind of uh, touch basis on that, right? Is it. 
that the pandemic has risen our awareness about the germs and infections, right? Their predictions state that the use of these technologies will be more of a stable everyday life. Yeah. And I think also too, with technology, it also helps communicate uh, the message to other people, right? We can get an update on how the virus is spreading a lot quicker. We can get our information a lot quicker. Um, instead of waiting for, you know, Channel 7 News to give us our information, you can just go online, Google, so I think communication is going to be a lot quicker. Yeah, and as you touched on, like, what will never go back the way it was, right? You can even see there was, uh, what's this information? Never want to go back to the office here where you should work. This study was done by Christian Stoller. It's a, a, a Forbes staff member. She says some companies like Dropbox, Facebook, Shop, uh, Spotify, Shopify, uh, Slack, Square, Twitter, and Zillow will not go back to work in an office full time and or will have their employees work from home full time. The past year has proven it's more cost effective and employees can be more productive working from home. Yeah, if I'm looking at it from a business standpoint, hey, if I can have, I don't need to pay for overhead expenses and having a brick and mortar, a physical location. And then also I'm saving my employees uh, time from wear and tear on their vehicle, going back and forth, having to deal with the traffic, putting gas, maintenance on their vehicles. They can do it from the comfort of their own home and I'm saving money. So I ain't got to worry about provided coffee, uh, overhead expenses, electrical, water and all that stuff. Hey, I'm going to do it from the comfort of your home. Save us all some time and money because in business is all we're doing. We're trying to make money, trying to make the most amount of money and save the most amount of money. And I also think for a worker standpoint too, um, you can save money, right? Childcare, you can now mm -hmm. work from home and also watch your kids. You don't have to pay for daycare or childcare as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can work remote. If you're working remotely from home, you can work at the beach <laughs> yeah. and get your work done. So that also saves the company, I guess, on vacation time, right? Yeah, exactly. Vacation time. Yeah, do a little staycation, get your little tan on. I mean, yeah, staycation, you go all over. You just got to make sure you have that internet connection, you know. <laughs> Might not want to get that old Metro PCS. Not that I'm saying anything bad about Metro PCS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's a, what technology should we anticipate as we evolve to live with this virus? say the thing that we started to see more of and evolving is the contactless tours of homes right virtual tours are becoming more of a staple you know as we talked about right because people are becoming more aware they try not to go in these crowds even the sellers <clears throat> the sellers don't want a lot of uh, these crowds because we, they don't know they don't know the uh the hygiene habits of these people so if their their broker or their realtor could send them links 3d home models to, to them away from their property saving them saving the consumer the buyer right the potential buyer time energy for coming out and also saving the seller uh somewhat headache or worry about people coming in there and not properly washing their hands or, or wearing masks and stuff like that the broker and, and the real estate agent makes it a lot easier selling sending these links of virtual tours and stuff like that where they can go from the conference of their own home and looking at their property you know 
<clears throat> they were commonly, you know, because these virtual toys, it's not like it's just something that was just newly invented. They were predominantly, they were there before, but you'll start to see that more on, they were more for like the higher end. They're always the higher end, the million dollar homes and stuff like that. They're always because that was like the wild fact. I was like, yeah, but now you're starting to see a lot more of all the everyday, the medium price homes. All homes are having a, a virtual link attached to them to save the buyer and the seller some heartache and worry. Yeah, I definitely think um, as we evolve with this pandemic, I think a lot uh, less contact is going to be with another person um, that's not in your family or friend, your group. Um, so that would be something that would Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all going to be more aware of everything right there. Like how, how more aware and how long is that going to last? Right. Because, you know, as we see, you know, our information, we like it to come quickly. And as it comes quickly, sometimes the information goes quickly. But, you know, I think the, the new normal is going to see a lot of more use of the communication technologies, people more in their home. And then all these websites, all these companies are making it way more convenient for the consumers to stay in home. I mean, Amazon, look at Amazon. You can get almost anything and everything i'm surprised sometimes all the things that you can get from amazon right and definitely my amazon shopping has definitely significantly <laughs> grown since the pandemic right because i'm aware and i don't want it like i said earlier you know we don't know these people's habits and stuff and i don't want to go because people in holidays they're because of the things that are uh you know everything is kind of closed Especially in the beginning, everything was closed. It was only your essential areas that were open, your Walmart and your grocery stores. And where also people needed a place to hang out instead of at home, they would make excuses to go to the grocery stores or Walmart and they didn't necessarily wanted to be there. And what that created, it created a very cramped spaces at a height of awareness and of scariness, not knowing what's going on in this world. So I think the residual from this is as people's heightened awareness and staying a lot more home, working from home, using these uh, computers and their smartphones and stuff like that to conduct business in their everyday life. Yeah, and with contact less warm, I think that's also gonna rise up um, social media, um, computers, smartphones, because mm -hmm. if you're not coming in contact with people, you have to be able to communicate another form of uh, way, which would be social media, um, yep. apps, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that would rise more than it has in the past. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that's it for us today. We appreciate you tuning in. And as we said in the beginning, I'm country. And I'm city. And thank you and have a blessed day.